Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. Um, Well, today I had planned on getting on here, but I ended up waiting for UPS practically most of the day. Um... I don't like UPS because they don't call you when they get over to your place. Like, they just stick a sticker on the door and, well, no, I take that back. Yesterday, the guy actually came upstairs, which is the first time I've ever seen them do that. Usually, they stick a sticker on my door in the building, not my front door, not my apartment door, but the front of the building with my name or information or where I can go pick it up. They don't bother coming upstairs, but it's usually because they can't get in the building. But if they would just give me a call because I'm home, then I could go and get the package, but I guess they don't want to wait. So, so yeah, I, um, I was expecting an important package that I didn't want to have to, because, yeah, anyways, I'm going to go see my mom, um, this weekend, and I didn't want my package sitting wherever, well, uh, till the week, weekend's over, or whatever, I don't know, so, um, I sat outside on the porch from 10.30, to almost four (laughs) o'clock and yeah just took bathroom breaks (sighs) but anyways um I'm sure nobody really cares about that information but anyways uh yeah um I'll just make it quick sort of I don't know, we'll see how long this goes, but I was going to talk about how, um, the next time I ended up, uh, fixing was because after, uh, that first time by myself, I, and I was hiding it from Tommy, um, but throwing it out there, like, just, I I don't remember how, but, you know, just, um, asking questions, or, you know, just making hints, I guess, and, um, uh, so one night, we were over at Isabel and P. Parker's, uh, well, we were at Isabel's, and Parker was there, and, and we were having a good time, (laughs) we were partying, I guess, and, um, just getting high all night, and just being silly, she had a really nice apartment, and, um, and I think she, 
she never really said um but some somebody paid for her uh place uh, he wasn't really a sugar daddy because well I don't know I don't know what he was but I know that he actually paid for me to go to uh Tarzana treatment center to detox um uh and that was not too long after I started chewing up but um okay I'm getting ahead of myself um so we were out we were partying all night and um by the next day we were still up and it was morning and we only had like a little tiny piece of dope and we were doing black tar um that's really all there was uh in LA at least back then um or this really weird looking like powdery um not weird looking but powdery like light brownish powder sometimes downtown like um by skid row but um and this is like uh jeez like i would say 90 uh like 20 years ago? No, 15. Oh, my math is awful. Um, a long time ago. <laughs> I um, what is it? Around 97? No, somewhere in the, the late 90s. And um, so what is that? 20 years ago? Yeah, about 20 years ago. Oh, a little over 20 years ago. Jeez. Um, so, uh, yeah, we we only had, like, a little chip, a little tiny bit of, of dope. And Tommy and I were sitting there looking at each other, like, okay, this is all we have. And Tommy was saying, well, I, I'm gonna go cop, and so I need to get well, because I need to drive, and I was not having it, (laughs) um, yeah, I, I was just, no, um, what, what if you, what if, if something happens, if you get arrested, or your car runs out of gas or breaks down and I'm stuck by myself. I feel like I've told this story before. Hmm. Well, please forgive me if I already have, because <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I don't know if I'm having a deja vu or if I really did share this already. But anyway, so... Uh, I basically talked him into sharing with me. Well, not really. I I told him, well, what if we shoot up? Because this, if we if we uh, 
just split this and smoke it, nobody's going to get well. So we should shoot it. And I knew where Isabel's needles were in the cabinet. And he was, Tommy was not having it. He was really against it. But I basically wore him down and convinced him that that was the the best, most economical way for us to both get well. And once he he said, just this one time, yeah, right, Um, you know, I was all happy. I ran and got the bag of syringes and he was like, you know how to do this? And I said, well, I've, I've done it a couple times. <laughs> I kept, you know, after that first time, I was still practicing, I guess. But, um, yeah, so, and it was crazy because he w- he hated needles and was just like, he didn't even want to look. And, um, but I told him I had to go first because otherwise I would be too shaky and, um, I needed to get well first, you know, so I cooked it and da 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 drew it up, and yeah, I was able to get it first try, and then I did him, and he, he just did not even want to look, he turned his head, and, um, I got him, and then, um, yeah, it was over after that. Um, well, he ended up, he, we both got well, not like high, just, you know, we both weren't sick. And he went and copped some more. And yeah, it was on then. And it, Tommy was like very impatient and he did not like the fact that I wanted to go first because like he was basically dependent on me fixing him and um yeah that didn't last long at all because I think within a week he actually told me later that when he went uh to stay with his parents and he said that he got a whole bunch of syringes I think I don't know, but he had syringes, and he basically practiced just shooting water so that he would know how to do it, so he wouldn't have to wait on me anymore, and he could do it himself, and I'll tell you, once we both started doing, I mean, it was crazy, like, literally insanity, I was like, it was so enamored with the stinking needle and fascinated that I was I was shooting vodka just to see what it felt I mean it was just stupidity and craziness and um yeah I tried to break down pills try you know well I think I shared about breaking down uh, crack cocaine and um, oh my gosh just 
I mean, I look back and I think about it now and I'm like, how freaking stupid were you? Like, how, how foolish in the sense that you, I mean, I didn't know what I was putting into my bloodstream. Like, I mean, some to some extent, yeah. But, I mean, just <sighs> gambling with my life. And, yeah, just uh, crazy. But, I mean, people do it every day now, you know, all over. I mean, a lot of people, you know. Even just getting the vaccine is gambling with your life. You don't know what's in there, you know. Um, but... I probably shouldn't say that but for real like seriously we should research everything that we put in our temples or in our bodies you know and um man I've been finding out some of the things that are in that stinking jab I don't know (laughs) anyways um but yeah uh it was man once Tommy was able to to get him fix himself and I was it was on I can't even tell you how quickly our lives went just to the gutter I mean it really didn't take that long I don't know what it is when you cross the line and you start fixing and using those needles. I think there's um well, I think there's a spiritual aspect to it definitely because I think it's almost like you're making a blood covenant or you're I mean I don't know. It's just it's demonic basically but I had a friend who was he worked for the cartel and um, but he was also a heroin addict and he said that they would the cartel they would pray over the drugs like Santoria and you know pray to Satan basically and um, he said part of the the reason he quit using dope was because he he went to shoot up one time and he literally saw a demon in his syringe and it freaked him out so I don't know um I believe that um I definitely think that there's something spiritual when you break your skin and like exchanging blood or putting stuff in your blood because their life is in the blood and um or death but um yeah there's a lot of satanic stuff that goes on with blood and um is uh, I think that that has a lot to do with just really a lot of bad stuff happening after, once we started doing that. I mean, it's it's actually very sick. I mean, 
not actually it is very sick because and it's not social you know sitting in a room stabbing yourself like a pincushion <laughs> that is not social and you know whereas i i mentioned before as we could sit around a room watch a movie and pass a foil around you know it was, it was social and then once everybody started using the needle it was like it's quiet nobody's talking everybody's just trying to find a vein and yeah it, it was really sick very ritualistic totally ritualistic and the first oh gosh i remember there was this one guy that he it was he the first time he started shooting up it was like he was showing off he had a belt around his arm and um pumping his arm and he made a big show of it and i was like god why would you want to do that but you know i i can't judge because later on when i was doing it there's like this really sick junky pride or ju- like a glamorized like uh i get i don't know if it's hollywood or what there's a way a sick way that junkies can kind of glamorize doing dope as if it's something cool or um yeah i remember having a friend that he was so curious to learn how to shoot up after seeing me do it so many times because he didn't he he didn't he didn't do drugs except for smoked weed when we met and after seeing me you know smoking crack or shooting dope he was curious and this is not my friend Sean that uh it was this is another guy but um yeah uh, wow yeah it, and i regret ever trying i mean i don't think i was trying to make it look like it was something really great to do but i definitely didn't discourage anybody i mean i don't know and uh Parker he he was the same way you know and then well once me and Tommy started then uh Parker started more well I think he already was but then all of us were and then it just like passed on to everybody and pretty soon everybody I knew we were all shooting dope I mean it was really sick and contagious. I don't I don't know, man. And we just I mean, I'm glad Isabel she never lost her apartment as far as I know. Um but uh I don't know 
she did heroin a few times, but I don't think she ever got strung out. But, but, uh, the other girl did, what did I say her name was? Uh, Julie? I don't remember what I said her name is. I know what her real name is, but I'm not going to use it. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, I found out that she got strung out one day after I got out of rehab. Oh, I think I mentioned that. But, yeah, she... uh, One of my other friends had been going over to her place, and he turned her on, and she was only smoking, thank God. But... um, yeah, then she got strung out. And, I mean, it was bad enough when she was on coke and she never left the house. Like, all we would do is get high and she would order Pink Dot. She would just order absolute vodka and sandwiches. And then that's... Oh, vodka and orange juice or cranberry juice, but usually orange juice. But that's all we do. I mean, what a life. Oh, gosh. Man. Uh, My life now is just a million times better. I just can't even... I, I mean, obviously, to do it for so long, there must have been a reason. I mean, I'll admit that there were good times doing that um but nothing like now but I think most of it though was just not wanting to feel not wanting to deal with reality and literally hating myself because I think that I actually really enjoyed fixing because I liked the pain. I liked to stab myself. And that sounds sick, but I think, well, and I liked getting tattoos too because of the pain. And, um, but with the needle, it was like, sometimes I would just, it was almost like I was punishing myself just by stabbing myself. And, because I felt like I deserved to suffer. I deserved to be punished. I deserved just anything bad because I was my own worst enemy. But I, yeah, I I really did not like myself. So I think that's why I really enjoyed fixing, but I also enjoyed just not feeling and um I thank God that now I love myself and that actually took quite some time to learn how to love myself and that that was because I And I'm still learning, but who I am, like the way God sees me and how much he loves me and, and even stuff like the way I'm taking care of myself 
and my health and you know the way I eat and um, exercise and I think I'm treating myself better because I'm learning to love myself um, not in a way of where like I'm full of myself and and I'm in love with myself kind of way just that that my worth and my value it comes from God and I just know that God loves me so much and I'm special in his sight and if he loves me so much who am I to treat myself badly and um but no, I really love myself. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm finding out who I am in Jesus, in just as a person, and um, yeah, it's it's, and my purpose. I have purpose, and I, I have meaning I mean I know when I was strung out I thought well my only identity when I was strung out was I'm a I'm a junkie I'm a hooker (laughs) I'm a hoe um I'm a junkie I'm a homeless junkie I'm a, a you know and that's why I didn't like AA because when I was clean like who wants to hear over and over you say hi I'm Lori I'm an alcoholic it's just like saying negative things I mean saying that you're still an alcoholic because I believe that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit and yeah there's power in our words and it's like saying over and over I'm an alcoholic is word cursing myself so yeah, that is one thing I I would definitely like to change of with that because you if anything I would prefer to say I'm a recovering addict or you know um, I'm delivered or I don't know Jesus set me free because he did <laughs> but yeah so anyways um. I probably won't be on, well, I don't know, maybe at my mom's, I don't know, I'm just staying at one night, but, um, uh, we thought that one of my favorite preachers or pastors was going to speak at, uh, my mom's church, well, where she started going, but they just canceled, so um, we're not. But, oh well, we're still going to go to church. But, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to listen to an awesome pastor, uh, I like him because he also is very health uh, aware, health health conscious. <laughs> Um, he talks a lot about fasting, which I like to do a lot, 
Um, I mean, not so much that I love to do it, but I just find, um, have learned a lot of benefits of being able to discipline myself and, um, but, uh, he knows a lot about, about health, health issues or health things. And then, um, but he's also on fire for God and he doesn't compromise, which I love because I don't like wishy-washy, people-pleasing, just boring. Oh, well, I shouldn't say boring, but kind of boring. Like, (laughs) I mean, just, I don't know. I want to, I like straight out. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm so used to being around people who are raw and, you know, straight out real you know, I don't need any sugarcoating, I mean, even if you tell me the truth, and, um, just tell me the truth, even if it's not a nice truth, even if I don't like it, really, what you're telling me, but it's the truth, I'd rather hear the truth than to, sugarcoat a lie, you know, I just, I don't know, I, I, there's too many preachers now that just are so scared to tell the truth, and just, you know, tiptoe around things like heaven, or hell, or, um, certain issues, but I won't get into that anyways, it's gonna be 30 minutes, but, um, anyways, yeah, his name is Shane Idleman, if anybody wants to listen to, and I'm not trying to plug him, but I kind of am, (laughs) he, he, he probably doesn't know that, well, I'm sure he doesn't know about this podcast, but, but, yeah, I'm bummed that he, I want to go see him, uh, last year and they canceled him at the last minute and I already went all the way out there to uh well my mom lives out in the South Bay and yeah and they just called me today and told me that they canceled so but that's fine I want to go see my mom so um yeah well I need to get ready for bed I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend and I will uh, get back on here as soon as I get back on here. All right. God bless.